0: networker is like a great interviewer. I'm huge on authenticity, guys. Um, you know, It's a big part of, of, of my message. Claim your local listings
1: and don't get caught um, paying someone for your local listing.
0: If you wanna be successful, you gotta do six things a thousand times. Not a thousand things, six times. And when in doubt, give to
2: other people and don't expect anything in return. Mm-hmm. But in giving to other people and helping them, it almost always comes
1: back. It's using the power of partnership, creating trusted partner networks To work with you to make your company be an offer more than just you. They've done 90% of the work. It's your job to do the last 10% to meet them in the middle. Don't let the fear of losing be greater than the excitement of winning. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Ask Valor Masterminds podcast, brought to you by A-Advanced Septic Services and Fuse Networks. My name is Galen. Good morning. I'm Joe. We're coming at you virtually from the BD Local Studios in Tacoma, Washington. So, Joe, for our new listeners and viewers tuning in for the first time, listening for the first time... How did our
2: podcast come to be? Sure. So it first started out as a private Facebook group page where the purpose was just to bring businesses together to kind of talk to one another, have conversation, ask questions, share tips. And we thought, what a better way than to move that into a podcast. Mm -hmm. We We get asked questions all the time as business owners, and a lot of times we can't answer them. So it's kind of a selfish reason, but to bring on different guest speakers to talk about topics as it relates to business and then share that out there
1: with people who want to know. Awesome. Thank you for that, Joe. Before we move forward and in formally introducing our guests, our last episode was Aaron Seibert's of Fuse Networks, mm-hmm. one of our sponsors. And since October is still National Cybersecurity Awareness Month, let me spit that out. What was one of your takeaways from when Aaron was on?
2: Well, I mean, just that's how serious cybersecurity can be to a business. And it's not just like for your medical you know, medical businesses, but it's just for all businesses. All right. businesses are affected by cybersecurity,
1: right? And sometimes it's the simplest thing that could leave an opening. Um, we'll talk more about Fuse Networks. Uh, so today, I'm excited to have on Jason Hyland, the founder owner of Sub70 Golf. We're all swagged out, and I reached out to Jason because uh, I'm a client, you know, <laughs> of his, and I was very impressed with the customer service experience. So. We'll kind of get into that and how his story, the company story is so unique. But uh, Joe, you want to start with introducing Jason? Yeah, absolutely. So
2: hometown, kind of hometown, home state, same. So he grew up in Hinckley, Illinois, with a population of a whole 1,000 people, rural farming community, started playing golf at the age of nine, played golf in college at Wobanasi Community College, and then transferred to the University of Wisconsin, oshkosh Graduated in 1995 with a business degree, started Diamond Tour Golf in 1995, then started Hurricane Golf in 2008, then started Sub-70 Golf in 2018, currently lives in Sycamore, Illinois. He's married to Sherry, have boys Jack, who's 13, and Henry, who is 10, and still loves playing
1: golf. All right. And uh, I'm going to read another blur from the website, but the roots of Sub-70 line the haze of the July heat of the Midwest where nine-year-old boy Jason stood on the roof of his parents' barn for hours at a time, working out-of-round ballada balls through the trees and fence posts of the property with his groove-worn Junior Pro 6 iron. Jason will still tell you that one of his greatest days was life when his father brought him to the local farm store and let him pick the set of junior clubs and bring them home. Jason can recognize the pull of the gentleman's game in his earliest memories and has spent his life working to help people experience the same sense of excitement and joy that he felt when he held those clubs sub 70 golf is a company founded on a genuine love of golf and a wish to share that love with others who feel the same and the customer experience is definitely redefined everyone
0: welcome jason thank you jason for coming on thanks for having me i really appreciate it this should be fun today
1: yes sir so before we move forward um be our hashtag valor Cares initiative, mm-hmm. um, Uh, Jason's bio talked about his love uh, when he's a young boy. But when businesses start out, something you really have to love is your internet presence in your website. Can you tell everyone about our hashtag ValorCares initiative, Joe?
2: Yeah. So uh, what it was is kind of the beginning of the pandemic. We wanted a way to give back to businesses. The foundation for every single business is their online presence. And Mm -hmm. in order to have that, you need a website. So it's just our way to give back to businesses nationwide. Uh, so if they you know, have a business and don't have access, or you're just maybe a brand new business starting up and you need a website, you can go to our website and click on Valor Cares and submit your information. And then we start picking, we pick winners every month
1: for it, And they get a free website. Awesome. Thank you. Now we come to our A Advanced Septic Pump You Up Quote of the Day. And I asked Jason for a motivational quote. It's one I've heard before. So I'll read and get his quick thought on it. Two roads diverge in a wood. And I, I took the one less traveled traveled by, and that has made all the difference by the great Robert Frost. So Jason, what what resonates um, with you with that quote?
0: Well, I, I never kind of followed the traditional plan, right? So when I was in college, you know, and I was fortunate enough to live with a couple of computer science majors and a physics major, that you could see where the internet in the early 90s, 92, 93, was starting to go, really on in the infancy, mm-hmm. But and you know you could see it right. And I didn't. You know I wish I was Jeff Bezos and thought big enough for <laughs> some of the guys who are true geniuses. But I thought I could make a living, and I think this would help with it. You could really see how the technology could change the world. So instead of getting a regular job out of school, you know I started Diamond Tour when I was 22 years old, and we've always kind of forged our. I mean I've had fun doing it, but we've never kind of done it the traditional way in the sense of. I always like tell people I have not had a real job in life yet. Right. And I'm trying Mm -hmm. to keep it that way. So, you know, with the way we started sub 70 with starting a company at 22, like I've never done what the expected road should be. Mm -hmm. So I thought that that quote kind of fit kind of how I lived the last, you know, 20, 28 years, 27 years. Awesome.
1: And it's just a a true testament of doing it your way. And then kind of the success that kind of happened and everything, which we'll get into and, how you guys are so unique. Did you know segment sponsored by Fuse Networks. Since October is National Cybersecurity Awareness Month, this tip from Fuse, avoid plugging in an unknown USB device into your PC. It may consist of malware that could infect your devices. You could also steal and damage your personal or company information. Contact Fuse Networks for any consultation on those kind of cybersecurity kind of principles and best practices. Um, so now we're going to, start to peel the layers back of the mm-hmm. onion. Um, and so just real quick, the sub 70 experience for me, uh, I almost had to do a double take because uh, when I first found out about you guys on my golf spy and on some of the forums, you didn't do any mainstream marketing and I had big box stores. But when I reached out to you, you actually like, reached out to me back like a call and a text Mm -hmm. and provide your cell phone information, which to this day, years later, I'm still ordering stuff. Like it's you that I contact and you get back in a timely manner. So I just thought like, wow, you know, it's that kind of ultra Nordstrom experience and very competitive prices. And it's a unique business model. And now just kind of grown. So I kind of want to share that with our audience. I know our audience aren't all golfers, Mm -hmm. but just the principles of how you treat the customer. So these are some trends I wanted to bounce off you because uh, we admire how you do it. Listening gets you feedback and data. So um, talk to us about the principles of that. Just like listening to your customers or how you, you know, the handwritten note, just the little details of what you got from your customer feedback.
0: Well, since we're direct to consumer, right, where most traditional golf businesses, they sell to a retailer Mm -hmm. and then the retailer sells to the customer. So if I was a traditional business in that regard, there's nothing wrong with it, but there's the difference. I may never talk to the end customer with us being direct to consumer. It's such an asset or a a way for us to utilize that tool because they'll tell you how you're feeling between social media and phone calls and we're connected all the time. They will let you know good, bad, or ugly. So how do you not, like we thought from the start, this would be such a great resource to use for us to be, you know, if we're doing something really well, great. If something needs to be improved, they'll let us know. Like what we've done product development from just hearing it from customers over and over, because sometimes you get so far in that, your own box of what you do, having that outside perspective makes sense. If you start to hear it enough, it's like, hey, there's a trend line here. So we thought it was a wonderful resource to use from the start to have that relationship with the customer which makes us a little bit different than a lot of golf companies
1: uh so this one listening grows your customer retention so you're one of the most loved brands just with the polls and everything of uh these golf companies being rated with loyalty and everything uh how was that intentional like you know um growing your customer retention i mean cuz it looks like when you have new products coming in, people on the on the boards and everything, as I listen to them and read, like people are always engaging and sharing, being ambassadors still, of you. And like I, tell, I was texting you offline before our podcast, like when I went on my Pioneer's golf trip and wearing the hat. I had three people come in the parking lot and tell me like, tell me a little bit about this. And I shared the story, you know, so.
0: No, not intentional. What we intentionally try to do is make sure – that the customer is not treated like an invoice number, sort of always are. So if you just listen, sometimes just mm-hmm. shut up and listen, hear them out and, and imagine uh, you were, the customer is your brother-in-law that you assume you like your brother-in-law,
1: that you, <laughs> that you like, right?
0: And how would you treat your brother-in-law that you loved and liked mm-hmm. and use that through every conversation. And then pretty, we thought everything else would kind of take care of itself if we always kind of used that principle. And also service has gotten so bad for lack of a better word. You guys call anything and it takes forever and you can't get a human. It wasn't that hard to win this battle. Like just pick up the phone and call somebody back and people are shocked anymore. Right. It's, it's it's not that hard. It's kind of like an old school way of like when I was taught in the, you know, early nineties of, you know, working at a pro shop or, you know, the the local grocery store, Mm -hmm. like that was ingrained. So we just kind of, brought that, we've always kind of had it, but we really brought that to the forefront because I think it's lacking, right? I think it's lacking. So we just thought there was a real opportunity for us to be more nimble and to be kind of more boutique. But like, like you guys were saying, like, it's not that hard to call somebody back. Like, just take the 10 minutes, you know, make them feel appreciated, but it's genuine. It's not, so it's not like a calculated thing. I genuinely appreciate when people call us. I appreciate they trust us. I appreciate they, you know, reach out to us. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's out of love. It's not a calculated thing. Then the, that's just a, what's happened, which I'm humbled by is a byproduct. I think hopefully of that service. Right.
2: So, so I'm curious, what made you decide to put your cell phone number on the thank you cards that you send out to people? Cause I don't know any other CEOs that are like, Hey, I'm going to mail something. I'm also going to put a thank you card in there. I'm going to put the owner's name. And then instead of putting a 1-800 number, if you have concerns or whatever that you, you just decide to put your cell phone, like what made you decide to do that?
0: Felt like the right thing to do. That simple? Yeah. Like, so in case it's nine at night, if they needed something, I mean, I might not get to it immediately, Mm -hmm. you know, but I'll get to it and that might be, Hey, I'll call you in the morning, but just to give the people the reassurance that I'm here and we Mm -hmm. care. Basically you're trying to say like, I care. I genuinely care about you as the customer and your experience. I'm willing to put this out there, which once again, it wasn't calculated. It just Mm -hmm. felt like the right thing to do.
2: Because if people have a negative experience, they're going to share that on social media. But if they have the experience that you're providing to them, they're also going to share that as well.
0: Well, yeah. And still like you're never perfect, right? There's no organization right. that's perfect. So a shipping mistake is going to happen. Let's say that happened. Well, now if they have my card and then they get a box and they're disappointed, and we don't want it to ever go wrong. But let's say it did. Mm-hmm. Boom, right away. I'm there. Of like, I've got you. Let me tell have the staff call you tomorrow. I understand what happened. We'll get this taken care of. And now all of a sudden they go to bed relieved that they know someone's there you know that that generally cares about their situation versus you know routing through uh you know you have to hit 12 numbers to actually get a (laughs) hold of a human that knows what's going on
1: like we tried to eliminate
0: that yeah
1: so did the pandemic almost help expedite that growth where people were yearning for connection everyone's off on their own golf was on a this out of this world trajectory in terms of popularity and someone doing an outside sport and not everyone went into inbox stores. So the direct to consumer model, like, helped you thrive then?
0: I would say in a roundabout way, it didn't hurt. And I think <laughs> okay. it was going that way. I think it expedited it. I think it was going that way regardless. Mm-hmm. And I think this sort of turbocharged it, right? That, that even like socially, people might do their groups more online or, mm-hmm. you know, with, right. with, with Reddit or Facebook groups, whatever it might be versus going down to the local bar like you used to, right? I mean, it's an extreme example, but I think it, it expedited the trend line of what was already in the mix. And that's why we went direct-to-consumer from the start, you know, when we started this company even before the pandemic. But I think it, it, it made it happen faster. So we were in a good position to work in that environment, if that makes sense.
1: Right, yeah. and other competitors folding during that same time. Some other, I won't name any bash anyone, but other direct-to-consumer golf brands folding When you were thriving so uh, yeah good testament
0: always if you survive something like that generically you're going to be in a little bit better situation right because it was a tough period we were you know we got through it and and i'm grateful for that
1: all right listening creates brand ambassadors so um i guess kind of what i was asking here is uh you have some people some some athletes that you guys work with officially and then unofficially and then you know now you have almost. A parallel to that is like the clothing, the branding, and everything. Talk to oh. me about the the brand ambassadors. How you? I mean, because you have some great stories, right? You know, with with, with Sub seventy Golf and the the golfers you have. Talk to me about the brand ambassadors that you have.
0: Yeah, so like the the official brand ambassadors, right? Like, and there's a lot of unofficials because we never want we want it to be organic, right? Like, so right. the official two is is on the Champions Tour is you know Tommy Armour the third. Mm-hmm. uh and then zach fisher on the corn Ferry tour so we have you know two guys who kind of are our official brand ambassadors playing you know two of the major tours but then like it's very we've gotten i can say we get to be friends with first and then they've been playing the club so you know to, to get to meet you know danny woodhead and slosson and those guys out in nebraska through commander riggins and that whole group right and now they all play it and uh, Penny Hardaway, you know, has turned into a friend and I'm fortunate that he likes the brand and plays it and it's not official. He just likes the clubs and coaches, yeah, right. such a good guy uh, for, you know, he's like the nicest superstar in the world. So we've kind of, and there's, you know, a bunch of other guys like that as well, but it's, it's happened organically, you mm-hmm. know, uh, Brett Hall plays in our irons and he's friends with Tommy and you know, it's just one one guy leads to another guy leads to another guy, or something to that extent. And we just are very chill about it. Like we want, we only want to have that. If we want them to play the clubs, only if they really want to play the clubs because mm-hmm. they think it's better for the game and they like it. And and so we've tried to make it where it's real. It's not a paid for or bought sort of thing. So we've kind of approached it differently, where it's like, yeah, man, like no problem, coach. We got you, and we'll send you a set of clubs. And if you like it, great. And if not, you know, no problem either. And then. You know, for that one, fortunately, he he liked it. And when the tournament was in Memphis, they you know he was on CBS wearing a sub seventy hat, which is kind of <laughs> cool. Doing the yeah, interview. that's, that's kind of so, cool. But even down to my guy.
1: little parking lot story, just you know, I was at the parking lot of the Mid South Club. I'm wearing my hat, and then three guys asked me about sub seventy, and then I take seven minutes out of my day to tell them the story, and now they're more interested. You know, like okay, I'm gonna check these out, or I'm gonna order the demos or something. So just those kind of cool things. I, I wasn't trying to do that on purpose, but since I like the product, like you said, it's organic, unforced. Mm-hmm. So,
0: Yeah. I mean, I would say like, it's such a new school meets old school way of doing business where, you know, it's online and that's our main, you know, social media is the way we market. We haven't never done a traditional commercial yet. Not that I say we won't, but I I don't, not in the plans right now, but our customers, and this is like the coolest part of that have like, Almost like join the frat, and they're like mm-hmm. helping us out as much as we could ever dream of. And like by you taking that time just to talk about the brand, it happens all the time. And it's sort of like growing. I hate to use the word virus anymore because it's such negativity <laughs> for <an laughs> yeah. reason, but it's like growing in a virus in a good way. Where our customers have sort of been. It doesn't even matter if they're you know famous or you know just you know really good customers. They all seem to be sort of helping us like they're almost on like our team or they wanna see the brand do well. So like our customers have been our biggest support system we've had by far, like, I'm, I'm, like I am said, I'm so humbled by it.
1: So this, now let's just get into it. When your customers listen to grow. So I'm nerding out because I'm a golfer and I love your product, right? So lyrically, am I supposed to represent? I'm a client and Jason's the president, right? Listen to Biggie Smalls. But let's talk about just to everyday businesses, you know, like this listening component, like how could the plumber, the roofer, the electrician, um, even the dentist, like use the kind of elements you did to help grow your business? Can you share some secrets or tips, you know, that could apply oh, yeah. to every
0: business? I don't think it's it's there's a secret about it. Like, just, you know, listen, meaning sometimes rather than sell, just listen. And so you really understand the customer's concerns and how you can help and be an, you know, if you help them and you solve mm-hmm. their problems and you do it fairly and you, like you said, you don't treat them like an invoice number. I think it's applicable to every business. If it's mm-hmm. a, you know, a doctor's bedside manner of just listening, if smiling, if it's <laughs> not feeling like I'm going to upsell you on everything I possibly can. If you mm-hmm. just say, I've got you. No, we don't need to, to do, you know, A four hundred dollar upcharge shaft because I trust me this one will work and there's no upcharge like that's how we do it. So I think if you just run your business, take care of your clients, and sometimes just listen, really genuinely listen, and solve their problem. It's it's that's all we've tried to do. Like it's there's no there's no secret sauce to it. It's just try to like I said imagine it's your brother-in-law and you Mm -hmm. liked him. How would you treat that person? And just do that principle every single time you, you deal with somebody.
1: But I wouldn't write a thank you card to my brother-in-law, <laughs> even if I did like him. <laughs> where, where you go, the well, extra, I mean, those are some some customer service elements that we were impressed, you know, mm-hmm. that I was impressed with well, and everything. So,
0: it, it you know, I, I don't write them anymore, right? Like it's just gotten too big. <laughs> but when you hire real, it's not fake, right? There's a yeah. real human being writing that thank you card. And we generally mean it, right? Like someone's taking their hard-earned money. These things are, you know, still not inexpensive, and right. have trusted us to 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 do this transaction. What's it take? Forty five seconds to write a thank you card, right? Mm-hmm. It's 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 not that hard to do. Of simply just say, "Hey, man, like I really appreciate this. Our organization appreciates it, and here's my card. If you have any questions, it's it's worked, and I think there's a lot of businesses that could, you know, uh, not learn from because it's not. It's not hard. It's common sense, but take the time anymore. The world is half the people are mad at each other. There's negativity sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes just saying I care and a smile and just doing it the right way. It goes a long way anymore because it feels like there's some things in the world that aren't, and I'm not trying to get like a soapbox, but there's a, you, you read the, you know, there's a lot of negativity in the world and we're trying to just do it with a positive vibe all the time. It doesn't matter, you know, what, political you know right i don't care i'm just trying to make your life a little bit more enjoyable on the golf course and i love doing it it's not hard for me to smile and and say thank you and help people out like i'm you know how lucky i am i get to do this for a living like right like i'm living my dream it's crazy well i think a lot of
1: people too are just kind of sick and tired of everything being so transactional right Mm -hmm. so you mentioned amazon like All right. Prime. You could have it in two hours. You buy something. There's no connection to the brain. You know what you want and then it's done. And then some people like the old school, like you you just miss like talking to like a salesperson or someone, Hey, this is what I want. Can you recommend something for me as opposed to reading 300 reviews? And then, Oh, this person is similar like me. I'm going to try Then you, you have the option to return it where the customer service experience, like you've redefined expectations. It's almost like going back to what it was like back but, in the but day. I would right? argue you so. still have
0: to have the Amazon element of those clubs need to get custom built, put in that box quickly. Mm-hmm. People right. still want information or the product as fast as you can, you know, stuff can't make all the stuff. So right. you still, this is where I said it's new school meets old school. You still have to do it in a modern way. But essentially, it's like trying to take, you know, if you ever go to like a great hotel, right, and just the love, it's not cheesy. It's not, Oh gosh, this guy talks to me, it's just the level of service at a five-star hotel is fantastic. Do you need help? And you feel like you know when you're there, they generally care about your experience and they're there to help you. That's that's kind of what we tried to bring to Sub 70 of that level of concierge service mm-hmm. with a modern way of getting you a golf club, kind of new school meets old school.
2: Right. So, I'm gonna bring it up. So you talked, you touched a little bit on marketing. How you guys don't do traditional marketing, but I think what you're doing is you're you're providing a great service people like the brand people like the clubs they like the apparel they buy it all and then they wear it out in town and then other people see it and then they ask questions to people in a parking lot about the brand and then so you're like you're you're creating good marketing and you just don't even know it i mean even even you being on the call you're all branded out you got a shirt you got a hat you got the wall behind you like you it seems like you get branding and providing a good
0: name to your brand yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's, I think we got a good logo that people recognize and simple, which mm-hmm. the best logos in the world are simple. So, yeah, I mean, we want the brand out there, but we don't want to jam it down somebody's throats, right? Mm-hmm. So somebody's throat. we look at a lot of like um, how not, you know, Rolex always is one of the greatest brands in the world, right? Mm-hmm. And they brand fantastic of what they do. But some of the more niche brands, how does like a high-end watch brand market? Like a Hublot or an AP, where they're a little bit more subtle, or at least Nardan. Like, how do mm-hmm. they bring their customers in? And it's almost like you discover the brand. Now you're out there. You're putting enough content out there, but you almost want to feel like, ah, that's kind of cool, and you feel like you found it. And you might not think everyone knows about it yet. Right. So you want the customer to kind of feel like they're a part of this movement, or.
2: Mm-hmm
0: brand so we're trying not to hit people over the head by design because I I wouldn't want to hear my voice on a golf commercial (laughs) 19 times out of a two-hour period either so we're we're just trying to be a little bit more subtle about doing but of course you want you're proud of what you do you want everyone to see the brand and recognize it and play the clubs but we want to be oh a little bit more laid back or a little Mm -hmm. bit more uh subtle or refined per se
1: so I know during our discovery call, can you just quickly share the story of your inspiration for how the sub 70 golf model was? We we're talking about like how suits are made and, yeah. um, you know, like combative gentlemen or what, whatever Combat suit company. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So can so, you tell us, uh, share that story with us, please? Yeah.
0: So, yeah, we had the concept of sub seven. didn't have the name at that point. But it's like I really was trying like, how do we make this really boutique ish, you know, high end golf club company a little bit different? And I thought about the direct to consumer model, but this is what like made me think like I'm going the right way. Right. So I needed a suit. And normally like, I don't, I'm like an internet guy. Like know, I'm going <laughs> to a flat bill, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, yeah. like, I, high tops, right? Like I, I don't dress up very often, but if I wear a suit, I want to have a nice suit. Right. But mm-hmm. I don't want to spend a thousand dollars like on a, on a, like yeah. a low end Google boss suit to wear twice a year at most. So I was watching CNBC and there was a, this guy was talking about, he he started a company called Combatant Gentlemen, and he was confused at first because traders at um, you know on Wall Street were ordering like forty shirts at a time, the same size because his button downs. He was doing button down shirts, ties. Mm-hmm. And, well, they would just wear them and throw them away without laundering them, and it was cheaper than mm-hmm. buying and going to launder them in Manhattan. So he kind of got this cult following on Wall Street. So they put him on CNBC, and the guy basically talked about like. You don't even really want to know what it actually costs to build a, a lower end Hugo Boss suit that retails for 900 bucks. You got way more into the marketing and a Fifth Avenue store. Mm-hmm. That. So he decided to have the suits made, hide out in a warehouse in California, and ship you the suit. And it's the box is really cool. The branding's cool, but it's 180 bucks. Now you have to take it to a local tailor for like 50 or 60 bucks. But for $250, he said it's the equivalent quality of a lower end. Yuga Boss suit, which is still a very nice suit. Right. I'm like, perfect. I'll try it. The box was cool. The suit was really nice material. Yes, I had to take one more step to get it fit. And the funny story is my next door neighbor is an eye surgeon who always wears like really nice suits, part of his job. So he's just giving me shit, you know. Mm -hmm. I can't (laughs) believe. a $200 suit. Like, you know, and like when I got it tailored, and my wife's like, it looks really nice. He's like, call me when it's done. Right. And he's looking at it, he opens the door. And he, you know, he gives me shit constantly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he looks at me. He's like, all right, I'll give you that one. It's the nicest looking $200 suit I've ever got, but I'm not wearing it still. Right. <laughs> yeah. Meaning like he, he was shocked how good yeah. the quality was. And I'm like, okay, if I can do this with a suit and feel good about it and see the value in the quality. The golf club thing will work, so yeah. it validated. And I still use Combatant Gentlemen now. Like, if I need a suit, like I don't even think of going anywhere else. I know my size. I have to bring it in. I take it to the tailor. It's in there, like they're up to like two hundred bucks or two a suit. It's still like the best value mm-hmm. ever right. for style and material and fit. It looks like a thousand dollar suit. Yeah. So like they change the way I buy dress shirts and and ties and and suits if I need one. Right. And it's mm-hmm. it's great. Like the brand and their branding's cool. Like so they really were inspiration to what we did.
1: Awesome. So last question. So in the next five, 10 years, where do you see sub seventy part one? And then the second part of that question is will you let your customers dictate kind of the path you want to go? Or do you have a set model and you you'll tinker with like the feedback you get?
0: Well, I think the model is set, right? We're direct mm-hmm. to consumers. We've already turned down opportunities to be in name names but large stores we've said no to Good. Right, mm-hmm. so right on our pathway i think we're going to keep growing domestically mm-hmm. uh you know and but our big push is international we already are up to two, we're in 12 different countries already nice congrats so i can see the brand getting more and more global based mm-hmm. and you know taking that brand and because you can replicate what we do here quite easily in the uk you know mm-hmm. in argentina The parts go down, they fit the club, you know, it's, it's pretty, you know, you can, you can do this pretty easily in different locations as long as you have the right partner to do it with and we're a nice partner. So I think it's going to be the big push, you know, the next five years is making it a, you know, 10 years kind of, I mean, hope we're still very successful and it's growing like crazy and still fun doing it, but next five years, a lot of international growth. So we can try to really make it a global brand and, but we're not going to, we're not going to abandon the principles of kind mm-hmm. of what we built as the, from the, you know, as the foundation yeah. as kind of where we have it now. Right. In 10 years, I'll
1: need a flex set. <laughs> so I may have to get refitted in everything 10 years, hopefully knock on wood. So
0: we'll, yeah. we'll paint a different graphic on it to make you feel better. And oh, there you go. <laughs> Remove. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> I'll put the 6.0 on there. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. So before we uh, close, um, our hashtag, Baricare's initiative, one last plug, Joe, please. Yep. If you don't have a website or you don't like your website, reach
2: out and we could hopefully choose you to build a free website for you. Awesome.
1: Uh, Jason, thank you. This was great. Um, Real, like a real success story. Uh, You doing it your way. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a lot of our audience members who, you know, are afraid to go out on their own. You know, that Robert Frost quote, perfectly they'll follow what everyone else has done Mm -hmm. you know and copy and duplicate but sometimes going out on your own having that faith uh like your success story so we appreciate you sharing that those tips with our audience and us so yeah thank you
0: anytime i enjoyed it as well it's always fun to talk business so thanks for reaching (laughs) out to us like i said i really appreciate it appreciate the support i really do
1: yeah we'll we'll hopefully make it out there sometime (laughs) you know joe's from out there so yeah
0: the bar behind me is always open for you guys Oh, there awesome. you go. I'll
1: bring a bottle. I'll too. probably be in town for my birthday. So I may make the drive. Text me.
0: Text me. We'll host you. <laughs>
1: yeah. Awesome. So, on behalf of our sponsors, A Advanced Septic Services and Fuse Networks, my name is Galen. I'm Joe. Coming at you from the BD Local Studios in Tacoma, Washington. Thanks to Jason from Sub 70 Golf for joining us. Thanks for tuning in and watching this episode of the Ask Valor Masterminds podcast. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.